Okay, everybody, welcome to the Relationships Podcast, uh, uh, starring Bryce and Paul. And I'm Paul. I'm Bryce. And, and that's Bryce. All right. Awesome. <laughs> we're going to talk about some awesome stuff. Oh, today. yeah. Uh, basically, we're going to talk about relationships, human relationships. and As opposed gonna... to alien relationships. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but we'll get that's to right. that later. That's but right. First, we've got to find some. <laughs> <laughs> And that's true of human relationships, too. First, you got to find someone that wants to have a human relationship with you. really holding out hope for this new uh, Kepler, uh, uh, whatever, the thing that NASA's shooting up there. Oh, oh, so to seek out um, alien life. Well, actually, uh, it's the the thing to replace the Hubble, right? Oh, telescope, yeah. Oh, okay. So I think it's the Kepler. If not that, it's some other telescope that they're sending up there. And it's, like, so far we found, like, 2,500 to 3,000 exoplanets, which are planets outside our solar system. Huh. And so this thing is going to look at the 2,000 or something closest stars to Earth and see how many planets we can find huh. around those. So this is that's so. right. This is the only podcast that mixes human relationships and interstellar <laughs> space travel. That's right. <laughs> but, that's our niche. Uh, why not? Why not? <laughs> We're not talking oil and water here. I mean, <laughs> you're right. They look, go together. The, the truths we're talking about are universal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. yeah uh, anyway, yes. wow, what a tangent to start on. <laughs> yeah, um, that's great. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about <clears throat> in general, not well, um, is about relationships in a dating and uh, singles context, but. Uh, you know, just as the universe is vast, so is the topic of human relationships. Yep, that's true. And uh, and disclaimer: we are we are both singles, so we're coming at this from a singles perspective, perhaps. A well, little bit therefore, more. we know nothing about human relationships. <laughs> exactly. And anyone who's not single so, knows everything about human relationships. That's a good point. But the point. So the, podcast over. No. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The point being, we approach this from a point of humility. That's, and, that's and, right. And being so humble, we can seek out the truth and maybe find it. And then tell uh, you what so, it is. And then, yeah, and then tell you, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but no, sounds like good. But it's cool. You know, we, we don't know nothing and we don't know everything. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm a, I'm a social scientist by education. Uh, Paul yeah. is Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a patent attorney, too. actually. Um, originally, I was going into engineering, uh, did a little detour, and ended up in law school. So, yeah. I love science, though. Yeah, me too. And, yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so the topic today that we had was about um, what men and women uh, need and how that affects their expectations. And um, it's my contention that... Uh, uh, we're not always aware of what we need, and even if we are, that may not um, play out in constructive ways in what we expect in relationships. Paul, yeah, what do you think? I, I feel like this would be a good good place to put that Christina Aguilera song in, What a Girl Wants. Uh, <laughs> is, is there, you say that about everything, Paul. <laughs> that's true. Is, <laughs> is there a male version of that somewhere out, somewhere out there in the music world? I don't, I don't think I don't we can afford there, the There was that Mel Gibson movie, music. though. Oh, what, 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 what Women oh, Want, what, I think. What Women Want. Yeah. Oh, before That's he was true. outed as as creepy and abusive, I never um, saw that movie. But wasn't it like he could read girls' minds? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Uh, which honestly, that would be a great superpower for men. Um, yeah. Well, so, you know, God has the superpower. <laughs> what's that? God has the superpower. He does. Well, he well does. I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. So nerdy, mm-hmm. 
throwback to my childhood. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> When I, awesome. As a teenager, I thought, you know what superpower I want is superhuman social skills. <laughs> Whoa! Like to be like you, you can get to get along with everybody. Yeah, and something like that. Understand them all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's also a long-term yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Okay, but wait, let's get back to your question here. Okay. So, so um, yeah. So like, we don't always know what we need, basically, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. You know, I think psychologically, um, there's a lot going on subconsciously. Yeah. Um, you know, it's possible for us to get find some clarity about what's going on un- yeah. subconsciously. Uh, very often, though, we're kind of on autopilot, yeah. and and we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, I think there's examples of that plenty from our own lives. Yeah. It's even easier to see it in other people's. Um, lives, um, but uh, I don't know. For instance, you know, if you if you've ever thought like, you know, why does this keep happening to me? Why does X keep happening in my relationships? Or you know, why don't people like me? Or yeah, um, what is this strange feeling I have? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Or what's the strange growth I have on my foot? <laughs> okay, yeah, no, well, that's so, different. That was a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> There are doctors for these things. Yeah. <laughs> And our viewership just dropped. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Our listenership. Well, yeah, it may have. <laughs> not. Well, our listenership of one or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What well, do you think, Paul? I've thought about these things sometimes. I don't really know because, like, for instance, I... I I can go back and think of um, relationships in my own life where I felt like, man, there was like an amazing connection I felt, you know, mm-hmm. and in, that in other relationships I felt like I did not have. Um, but, and there's always a part of me that sometimes kind of think asks myself, well, do I need exactly that exact type of connection that I have with another person? Mm. With an, with the next person, yeah, or you know, where I always feel like something's missing if it's not there, yeah. I don't know because kind of every relationship yeah. is kind of different. It's, um, yeah, um, fair point, fair point. Um, so let me back up a little bit. Okay, uh, you know, I think I'm talking more in general. Yeah. Uh, in in a broad sense, what is it that that women need and what is it that men need? Okay. Uh, I think the specifics do vary quite a lot. Um, especially in our day, day and age where there's so much diversity and freedom of, of opportunity, especially in the U.S. I mean, we're talking yeah. specifically about the U.S., but, um, uh, you know. Right. Like, are you talking like as broad as like, for example, like when they do these studies and they're like, what do people usually look for in a companion? And they'll say like, women generally look for an older man who's financially established or they're more attracted to that. Yeah. And taller. And uh, guys are often looking for shorter, younger, right, kind right, of thing. and that, that and kind of you thing. know, I'd even I'd even dig a little deeper. Well, why is that that we see those? You know, and I, I think, um, um, you know, know, but like yeah. I, I would say in general, um, you know, first of all, men and women are different. Um, you know, if we could uh, quantify the differences, you know, we'd fi- and and collect data, we could, we'd find you know two distinct bell curves. Right with with different averages. Sorry, we're yeah. getting nerdy here again. No, it's all right. Though. For all you statistics people, it's good. Um, so, I mean, there is, of course, you know, diversity within a given gender, but um, we have different kinds of intelligences too. Like, yeah. um, for example, males tend to have more spatial intelligence, right. 
like uh, oftentimes when we're going someplace, we can envision an aerial map view yeah. of wherever we're, we are and wherever we need to go. And and I and in general, as I've asked women about this, they they go more by landmarks and stuff. Um, it's not like this aerial map in their head. Yeah. But then females tend to have more emotional intelligence. Oh yeah, pick up on oh yeah nonverbal cues. Oh yeah, uh, you know and. So yeah. and yeah. To, and to have yeah to have better empathy um, yeah absolutely um, be able to talk about their feelings yeah um, men so, can't do that any of them yeah no just kidding exactly exactly <laughs> but, but we're not as so, good at it in general well, basically what we're trying to get at is that women don't need a financially stable tall man who's good looking well you know i I mean that was a bad joke (laughs) there's no such thing yeah that's right no there is such Um, a thing but 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 there is some truth to the fact that like uh, you know in a lot of marriages um uh you know you're gonna have some the things that you were looking for going into the marriage some of those things may not stay the same in the marriage absolutely you know yeah so yeah so i went to this um this presentation this past week um, by a uh, relationship coach named John Canan. Spelled Canaan, but Canaan. I think it's is Canaan. he also a singer? No, okay. Yes, he is. Ah, I've heard some of his songs. Okay. John Canaan. It was actually it was really funny. He actually <laughs> okay. interspersed the presentation with with, with, with original so, and, and non original music. Okay. And it was a little uh, weird, but it was also kind of touching. So, All right. Hey, yeah. man. You gotta um, be awkward to get your point across. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it was really good. It was a nice, uh, unexpectedly multimedia presentation. That's awesome. Um, you know, and and he's trained with uh, with John Gray of uh, Men Are from Mars, Women Are from Venus. Okay, yeah, that guy. People. Interestingly, um, has been divorced several times, right? Whoa, you know a lot about this guy. I, I uh, yeah, I started reading one of those books. I, uh, I found it pretty interesting. I don't think I finished Canan it. or Gray. John Gray. Uh, I think it was the Men Are from Mars. Ah, uh, okay. I think yeah. my mom and dad had it up on a shelf somewhere when I was growing up, yeah, and I pulled yeah. it off. And, and you're like, I'll never need that. <laughs> now nah, I was reading it, but, and then some. I, I shouldn't judge. I shouldn't judge uh, that. Well, in the same way that someone who's divorced, uh, I shouldn't discount their um, their wisdom about right. marriage. Um, right. In the same way that I don't want people to judge my wisdom about relationships. Uh, in, Based on your marital status. Based on my marital status, right. yeah. So or lack thereof. So, so I, don't, I shouldn't say that. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but yeah. anyways, I, I would say yeah. it is a data point to consider it when yeah. when determining the credibility of any person about this topic. Yeah. Okay. Um, that Fair being enough. said, there's plenty of married people who are even happily married who can't give good marriage advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a good point. You know. That that's that's fair too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but where were we going? Where were we, oh, going, where with were we the, going with that? Uh, okay, so yeah, so so he was he he was kind of talking about this too. This is what got me thinking about this topic. Actually, um, he he was saying, uh, and I think it's true, you know, that that men, you know, again in general, I, I'm even going to stop throwing out that caveat because yeah. you guys should just assume I'm talking in general, and so don't give us hate mail. About, well, what about this exception? You well, know, like you should assume we're talking about you specifically, Bucko. <laughs> Whoever you are yeah. listening to. Yeah. Or you, ma'am. I'm sorry, yeah, ma'am. ma'am. We're talking to you, ma'am. <laughs> sorry, I don't know. Is that... Anyway, so he, he, he said that, um, <laughs> um, you know, and this can be traced back to, you know, neurological development in, in the womb. Yeah. Um, sure. that, that men's brains, you know, are soaking in testosterone and that affects yeah, how the brain true. develops. Uh, and yeah, we, we know there's differences in the brain. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. If, if you don't believe that, if you think it's gender is just this purely social construct, well, A, you're already going on a different premise than we are, so you're not going to yeah. like this podcast. But sure. B, there's also plenty of evidence that that's not true. Just read uh, The Female Brain by Luann Brizendine, yeah, or the companion book, The Male Brain. Uh, anyway. I didn't read The Male Brain, but I read okay. like 75% of The Female Brain. That's good. That's more than me. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did I say that out loud? Okay, you did. Oh, man. Did we just discredit ourselves. Oh, no. We know nothing. We haven't even finished The Female Brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it struck me as this very violent process. Like the, the brain kind of starts out neutral. I don't know. Yeah. When I first read it, I thought that she was saying that all brains start out as female brains and then they kind of become male brains. Maybe so, yeah. But when I talked to someone uh, uh, who was a nurse, um, she she like uh, uh, vehemently opposed that idea. And I, when I looked it up later, I thought it seemed more like the brain kind of starts out neutral. Mm-hmm. And then at the at the right point, it gets flooded with the right type of hormones, depending on whether it's got yeah. the X or the Y chromosome. But yeah, yeah. if it's the... If it's testosterone, if it's going to be male and it gets flooded with testosterone, then it's like goes in, like severs all these connections. That's exactly parts it. of the brain. It sounds like exactly this violent it. process. Compartmentalize. That's the that's brain. exactly right. Yeah, and and that's what, yeah, what okay, John okay. was saying too, because <clears throat> um, he says that the the result of that is that the male reality becomes much more segmented, and this is something we know yeah. about men is that they are very good at compartmentalizing. Yep. Um, things aren't as connected for them, whereas for women, it's like every little thing is connected. Um, it may make men less flexible about some things too. Yeah. Like I've tended to feel like, uh, um, sometimes with women's interest in a man, it seems more like it's all about the entire, the uh, whole experience, the sum and bonum of all the parts yeah. put together. And, uh, that sometimes in the male brain, it's more like there's this box, <laughs> this, this, this box is, for example, physical attraction. This uh-huh. box is social compatibility. This box is, uh, you know, similarities in our religious background or whatever, in education or whatnot. Uh-huh. And that even if some of the boxes are overflowing and amazing, if any one box is not past some threshold, that it might not be able to get past some certain point in a guy's mind, you know. Huh. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know either. I, I think, th- if anything, they're willing to say, oh, well, two out of the ten boxes are filled. And one of those boxes is the hotness box that's filled. So <laughs> that's true. This is gonna work. <laughs> well, that, that's that's a good point. Well, I think that I think that works short term for a lot of guys. Yeah. But I feel like what what often happens is then when they get further down the road, then they'll be like, man. Then reality finally sets yeah, in. They'll be like, dang, You're I like, forgot th- about things why, are connected. Why was I blinded to the social compatibility box? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's my disconnected know. brain. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Um, well, I'm anyways. not saying what we said is 100 <clears throat> percent scientific truth, but it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I mean, that's I, pretty scientific. Look, this podcast has been cited in Nature magazine. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Journal, not magazine. Uh, anyways, we're not peer reviewed yet, but <laughs> not yet. We're so gonna, close. We're gonna start a podcast peer review uh, revolution. So you just wait. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, anyway, so back to John Kinnett. And we're yeah, kind of, yeah, well, Kinnett. this is all, I guess, contextual yeah, yeah, sure. context. But um, so he, he said that, yeah, that, that the male reality <laughs> is much more segmented than, than the female reality, uh, which, again, I think there's plenty of, of anecdotal evidence from everyday life. But how did he, uh, how, what were the, what was the point to that? Like, how did that affect uh, male female relationships? Like, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, okay. Um, so he says, um, 
that men are are inherently mission oriented, uh, uh, but but not oh, not as aware of of the breadth of reality. Why is that funny? I just remember one of my one of my friend's weddings and and uh, and uh, at the reception he said something like, "Yep, now I'm married. Now we just got to do this and do that." And <laughs> and his wife she like laughed next to him. She's like, hey, "You make it sound like you're checking off a list." And he just kind of gave this uh, awkward smile. It kind of sounded like in his mind, he was checking off the list. Uh He was fulfilling the mission. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If not for the Um, mission, what are men good for? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) The mission. Oh, man. We we should find ways to use that to our advantage. Absolutely. Um, uh, But anyways. Uh, Okay. So he also said... um, Okay, so men are mission-oriented, and we're, but we're also not as aware of the breadth of reality. For women, they're much more about the experience than they are about the objective. Yeah, um, okay. And he gave the example, he showed that video of the the couple who are kind of, argu- they're not arguing, but they're talking on the couch, and, you know, she's talking about this pressure she feels and, and the pain, and yeah. she's got a nail in her head, right? And, yeah, yeah, that's and he's, right. And he's on pins and needles because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't want to point it out. Yeah, Because yeah. obviously they've had this conversation before and had and clashed about it. Yeah. And so he's trying to <laughs> – he doesn't know what to uh-huh. do. Yeah. Because uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. he wants – he's thinking about the objective, which is – Solve that, the problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, My toolbox is right here. Exactly. Let me pull that you thing know? out. And she's yeah. like, hey, don't fix me, you know. Yeah. Let's talk that's about the experience. Right. I remember a lot of that from the Mars and Venus book uh, now that you're bringing that up. Yeah. And yeah. I do think that's true. It, that's a hard uh, tendency to quell, uh, I think, for for, man, for a man. Um, yeah. You know, so I've experienced that for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like, too, you don't know. I guess you could always, like, ask the question, like, are you asking for help? Because I, I, I'm glad just listening to you. It, 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 <laughs> You know, something like, <laughs> okay. I, no, it matters if you're being truthful or not. <laughs> I, I know. you say that. Well, like, that's true. You got to be honest about it. You got to be sincere. Um, and, and unfortunately, the female will pick up on all your nonverbal cues. That, unfortunately, that yeah. Speak to its truth or lack thereof. <laughs> that's right. Um, right. Like, uh, you know, those little dolls that you like, it's like the perfect male doll, and you pull the string, and it says stuff like, I don't care what we watch, baby. I just, as long as I'm here with you. You know, and you pull it again, and it says, I don't care what you, you uh-huh, want to go Yeah, or like, or like uh, stuff like that. I on the TV show 30 Rock where, the, where they make <clears> porn <throat> for women and it's these like well-groomed, handsome men saying, oh, yeah, tell me about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's basically yeah. the entire Hallmark channel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, we'll never be sponsored just, by uh, them. In, in Hallmark's defense, I actually enjoy some of those Hallmark movies. Uh, but anyways, uh, I, I watch them when I'm back home with the fam. Yeah. Uh, but... It's all yeah, about, but it is true. It's a realistic always, depiction of conflict, conflict-free depiction. human relationships. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, which is not realistic Well, there's always one conflict in, in an oh. entire film. Oh, okay. And the oh, conflict is always, is always the man or the woman says something that gets misinterpreted by the other one. Uh-huh. He's listening without them knowing. Because uh-huh. they just walk in there and they think they say something uh, you know, that, that would uh, destroy their chances of being together. Right, right. They walk away angrily. Uh-huh. Later it gets resolved. At yeah. the climactic end of the meet at the movie they kiss, you know. Just like in real life. Yeah. Just like in real life. They don't they don't go on any actual dates. Like they don't ever ask no oh, neither yeah. ever ask each other out. Just all happens very uh organically. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that's what we all hope for. But is yep. it realistic? Yeah. Ish, I, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. you know. I mean, um Yeah. Well, Tangentially, yeah. the thing about those movies and rom coms is right, the conflict has to be something that can't be so terrible that that 
both characters can't be redeemed, right? Yeah. If it turns out one of them is true. like physically abusive or something or <laughs> yeah, that's emotionally <laughs> unstable, <laughs> you know, in real uh, life, those would be big red flags that would prevent them from getting together. Yeah, we should make like a real world Hallmark uh, <laughs> parodies. I don't know what yeah, we'd call it, he, but... He's a drunkard, but, you know, but I've learned to look past call that. Call it like <laughs> West Phoenix Hallmark or something. I don't know. That's where I grew up. Oh. Uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah, um, I like it. Okay, so uh, well, you guys are probably wondering, when are we going to talk about uh, needs and how that affects expectations? Well, and well maybe you just the need answer to listen is, to episode two. There we go. Maybe so. Good, good. <laughs> hey, why don't you just subscribe right now? There we go. Um, <laughs> okay, so there's more interesting stuff, though. Yeah. So, so men have an – this is back to John Kinnan. Yeah. He says men have an innate prime directive to make women happy, but – the kicker is we're not very we're not wired well to actually accomplish that, um, oh. you know, because we, we want to solve the problem. So this sounds like a great uh, like uh, climactic moment in a movie. Like I want to make you happy, baby. I'm just not wired well to know how to do it. Yeah, and she says, "I love you for who you are." Yeah, and then they kiss. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and they never had any fights afterwards. But the guy is thinking, "What's the mission?" <laughs> Yeah, um, he he likened men to uh, wanting to Superman. That we want to feel like Superman. Yeah, uh, we want to feel empowered. Yeah, but in a, good, in a way that's good, right? In right. a way that serves the woman, that impresses them. Yeah, um, that yeah. makes their life great. Um, uh, unfortunately, a lot of what women want, well, they don't want to be solved, right? They 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 want. Well, they often want, I'm not saying there's not a lot of overlap here potentially, but, you know, they often want someone to listen to them, as we talked about, you know, emotional validation, um, just being there for them, uh, you know. Yeah. Men are like, anybody got time for that? I, sure. <laughs> let, me, let me fix your cabinet and then let's kiss. Yeah. That's the mission. <laughs> exactly. Mission one, mission two. <laughs> cabinet, kiss. Um <laughs> I, yeah, and uh, sometimes I wonder whether um, these ten- both of these tendencies in males and females can sometimes lead us to be attracted to those who are uh, needy in ways that, is, that aren't actually healthy for Absolutely. a relationship. Because a guy, if a, if a female is needy in a relationship, a guy can sometimes feel kind of like a Superman savior figure. Absolutely. Like, I'm totally like s- s- helping her out so much Absolutely. and saving her. Absolutely. And a woman can feel um, that validation that yeah. he's like always there, yeah, and you know always listening kind yeah. of stuff. You know? I've had many experiences <clears throat> like that in my own life. Yeah. You obviously haven't. I've had at least one. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, and, I have. I, and and that can affect our expectations of of what a quote unquote good relationship looks like, right? That we're yep. saying, you know, I was really motivated to to impress this girl, you know, and. To, to really build our relationship by doing things for them, by solving their problems. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I felt reciprocation and there was at least the sense of intimacy and commitment. And that's important. It's a sense because yeah. there actually may not be that much there. Um, but that can affect your, your expectations where are like, well, yeah, I mean, and again, this can be very subconscious. It usually is, but you know, that you'll be, you'll gravitate towards, towards girls who have these specific traits. They're kind of, I mean, I hate to say it, but like, you know, kind of damsels in distress a little bit. Um, what do you think, Paul? Yeah, no, I yeah. agree with that. And um, so, I don't know. 
I feel like um, those things can come crashing down. Yeah. It's hard too because like, while it is true that you want to be um, in a healthy place where um, you've got kind of your own life outside of the relationship too, especially in the beginnings of the relationship so that you don't like get like overly like, uh, like you're in a whirlpool while you're in the relationship and just, but at the same time, um, you know, the way our, our brains and our bodies work, like you, You've got all this crazy chemistry going on, and yeah, yeah you you really get sometimes uh, all the hormonal stuff where you're really becoming attached to a person. Actually, and, and in fact, like I've heard that yeah. when you exit a relationship, uh, like you were in a like a long term relationship, or it was a like a um, I don't know a deep relationship, whatever, however you want to word it. When you get out of it, uh, the stuff that's going on inside your brain is the same stuff that happens if you, like, break your femur, ah, which is, yeah. like, uh, the most painful bone break you oh, can have, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, a traumatic experience yeah. cause you're, because your body is so used to all the good chemicals that are uh, floating around when you're in the relationship. Huh. And then with the, there's, like, a withdrawal huh. after you come out of it. And so uh, so it's hard. It's hard. Um having the right balance i think of being in a relationship being your own person and being in a healthy place yourself and not getting drawn into uh you know a black hole yeah of a bad situation yeah um but at the same time allowing yourself to grow uh liking a person more and more you know yeah yeah i don't know um so i should throw also that one of our uh aims with this podcast is to make you laugh one but yeah but two also uh you know to stimulate some some thought and some conversation uh and not just for its own sake but you know hopefully uh in a way that can spur you to more effective action that can help you in in your current relationships um or, or maybe lack thereof um anyway and i really like what you said about about balance because uh, you know i think that's the real challenge. If to live a healthy life, there has to be balance, right? Too much in any direction is bad. Um, from sim- things as simple as like, if you drink too much water, you'll die. If you drink yeah. too little water, you'll die. Um, yeah. Uh, or yeah, like if you're too independent, you will never have a, a happy relationship. If you're too dependent, you'll never have a healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and John Canan talks about this as well. The way he described it, um, you know, is, is it's a pendulum between uh, dependent. And counter-dependent. Um, counter-dependent is like, I don't need a man. I don't need a woman. I'm cool. I'm happy. Things are awesome. Singleness yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then dependent is like, oh, I'm helpless. You know, I yeah. need a woman. I'm I need worthless a man. without a partner. Exactly. I'm nothing yeah. without that. Um, yeah. And really, you know, what we want is, is interdependence, which is some theoretical midpoint. Yeah, man. And synergy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And being able to accomplish the things together that, as a team, that we probably can't yeah. accomplish alone, you know, and, well, and or are very hard to accomplish. I, alone. I, I laugh at synergy because I know it's kind <laughs> yeah. of cliche, especially in the business That's world. True. But it is. Uh, but I think it's true, you synergy. know. Um, I gotta not use cliches. Synergy, no, you can... the perfect storm. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Meta. I don't, there's so many words that you, I get tired of people saying, especially yeah. on the radio. Like, yeah, yeah. let's unpack that. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, what? Did you just get off the plane and uh-huh. land at your hotel? Uh-huh. Yeah, let's unpack that. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I just get tired of when some phrases get used over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, what was I saying? Oh, wait. 
What was I saying? Uh, that's a good question. Something about being in the I middle. Know. <laughs> I, know, I know about five minutes ago you were talking about uh, going to the deep end, and I, I like that analogy. Um, uh, or in general, talking about how we're going to, there's going to be humor and Wait, that, that's going to be our friend's uh, yeah, album. Yeah, that's true. We got a friend. Yeah, Joseph. <laughs> He's a musician. We'll, we'll, yeah. I'm sure we'll uh, yeah. talk about it we'll the album when it comes sometime. out. But, but yeah, we'll be swimming back and forth between the deep and the shallow end, sometimes jumping off the high dive. So, <laughs> <laughs> as a kid. When I was taking swimming lessons, I was so scared to jump off the high dive. I started crying on the top of the high dive. Aww. I was like, I don't want to jump. And then finally I did. But then I think the next week I faked like I was sick and my mom didn't make me go anymore. <laughs> it's too traumatic. And, and, then, and that explains and why then, you are the way you yeah, are today. Basically. And then my younger brother um, uh, also either pretended he was sick or just got out of it because because uh, his older brother Paul wasn't going. So, uh-huh. Oh, nice. And so then- we became we never became good swimmers. <laughs> And that's how your family became good at science <laughs> instead right. of sports. That, that's Because it's one or the other. Yeah, well, we had to pick between uh, either engineering or going into the Navy. I was like, well, I can't swim. So I guess I'm <laughs> just good. Which is all they do in the so, Navy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they just swim everywhere. <laughs> exactly. I know. They don't swim that much. My dad was in the Navy. Cool. Um, My dad was in the Army. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. I've always thought to myself, I would never go into the military unless they forced me. Oh, yeah. So I'd hate boot camp. Yeah. You know, but uh, I don't know. If if I had to, I would. You hear that, Uncle Sam? If I had, <laughs> if I had to. If I had to. That's right. Please don't shut us down. <laughs> My name's in we- the draft somewhere. <laughs> or it's on the draft, whatever. It's on the list. So, you know, duty yeah. calls. Okay. But I hope I get to do something other than run around and do a bunch of push-ups and shoot guns and stuff. Anyways. That's... For some people, that's the dream. That's right. But not us. Military, don't forget, I have science degrees. I, <laughs> I can help you out a lot behind a computer. Yeah, and I can, me too. Behind. I can help you. I can whip up the most. Press uh, can help with like. National defense promoting spreadsheet you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. Do some data analysis. Yeah, yeah. Work on your budget. Although, all the Department of Defense, here's a nerdy. Yeah, uh, nerdy side note uh, okay. is so <clears throat> fiscally mismanaged that they can't even be audited. Uh, uh, anyway, dang, I don't, I don't it sounds dangerous. Um, I also uh, heard recently that there's this horrible mine problem, like actual mines or right? explosive mines. Oh mines. yeah, and that um, when when we leave a war area, we leave a whole bunch of mines behind. Oh yeah. Also, these cluster bombs that we use. Well, I don't think we. Do we use mines still? Well, we only, I think we maybe. There's still a lot of places that have mines. We haven't signed on to this uh, treaty that uh, uh, for a bunch of countries to voluntarily give up Uh, mines. uh, And we say that the reason we haven't signed on to that is because of the, is because of the, whatever that line is called between North and South Korea. Oh, which is soon about to become completely irrelevant. (laughs) That's right. It's going to become Korea land, one country, (laughs) something. I don't know. Um. Anyway, just remember, relationships yeah. are like landmines. You yeah. can't see them, right. you don't understand oh. them, but if you step yeah. in it the wrong way, you'll die. Kablooey. Yep, that's um, that's our le- that's our message today. That's our message. <laughs> no. Uh, but well no, but that the point the thing was that there we're actually there's all these organizations, NGOs trying to take out the landmines now because they yeah. mostly injure like uh children. Right. That are playing in fields and stuff, don't know that we have some cool tools to try to get the mines out best kind of tools yeah we have like big huge things that just run over them and just explode them awesome intentionally we have these drones that go around and can find them somehow That's awesome and then pick them up wow, we are way off them. topic but but the problem is that we're laying down more mines than we're picking up still 
well, it's not us in, oh. necessarily, but in general, with all the wars that are oh. going around. Oh, yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah. like Egypt has the most mines of any place. Okay. And it's because of like uh, Nazi Nazis in Egypt laying down a bunch uh. of mines and then just leaving them all there. Huh. Anyways, back to relationships. I don't know. That was a huge segue. <laughs> um, we're oh, we're at like about the thirty minute mark. Oh, so whoa! We might want to wrap this. Baby Dang it! Up but we were anyways. gonna solve everyone's problems That's in true. one sitting. But hey, episode two, people. <laughs> That's right. Well, okay. Let me just say one more thing. <laughs> okay. So about that man needing to feel like Superman. Uh, women, you have a lot of power to um, to help that along. Um, I mean, it may seem a little bit arrogant of us, but, you know, we kind of need our ego stoked a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you have the power to water. That, that that was the metaphor he used. But Oh, like a plant? Yeah. That seems kind of weird now. Um, but you can a, water our self-image uh, was it a very with strong, praise. That, uh, what's that? Was it a very strong plant, like a tall tree? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Actually, I think it was. it was a wimpy-looking flower, but... <laughs> but you know that just indicates the tenderness inside of all men, which is which is there. Sure. So, are you suggesting that a woman needs to like uh, say like you're my Superman? Yeah, and, and your like, muscles are so big. <laughs> and uh, thank you for fixing my cabinet. Now let's kiss. No, no. <laughs> but but if you can at least understand that, uh, hey, you know we want to make you happy. We're just not very good at it. Yeah. And so if if we're making some good efforts. Please give us some feedback. If we're making bad efforts, you can tell us that too. But, you know, depending on where your relationship is at. Um, yeah. Yep. We're going to suss all this out in episodes two through infinity. <laughs> yes, yes. As as one uh, therapist and relationship coach said, um, difference between men and women is that men know they don't understand women, but women don't know they don't understand men. Uh, and I think... As clever and true. Um. I like that. It was a great Jerry Seinfeld uh, skit where he was saying, women are always going around asking, what's he thinking? Have you ever heard this? And he's like, uh. I'll tell you what we're thinking. Nothing. <laughs> That's true. He's like, we're just going around, checking stuff out. Uh, anyways, it was pretty funny. Yeah, that's oh, true. And uh, like, some people say, uh, like we true. were talking about the boxes before. Uh-huh. Some people will say men also have a nothing box, and when they're in that box, they're not thinking about anything. And women have no parallel to that. Yeah, That's what people say, you know, that yeah. oh, women can hold like they can be thinking about several different things all at the same time. I don't know what it's like to be a woman. Which, I yeah, really don't. Man. Like it's crazy. How can you be thinking but about everything cool. all the time? Yeah, I don't get I, it. I, I don't know. It makes them better. That would make my yeah. It makes them better at a lot of tasks. Oh yeah. But, um, oh yeah. But you know. Being compartmentalized makes you better at other tasks. That's true too. So, hey, men and women are both awesome. Yeah, we're both. That is the that is the takeaway. That is the point. We're yes. awesome in different ways. There's no no gender wars here. We're all friends. We're just different. Yep, and we can be awesome That's together. Right. In in uh, um, anyways, yeah, yeah, exactly. I rest my case. Okay, I rest Paul's case. Well, cool. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll see you guys next okay, time. Okay, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Um, insert <laughs> outro music. Yeah, outro music here. We'll have our, uh, we'll have our uh, uh, editor uh, edit that in. <laughs> yes. Okay, take care, everyone.